Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of Navigating the Modern World. If this podcast or any other podcast ever touches you in any way and you would like to rate and review it, you can go over to your iTunes on your computer and do just that. So today on this episode, we're going to talk about alchemy. We're going to talk about alchemy because it is so richly in my conscious awareness right now that I just want to talk about it. So for people who, you know, the word alchemy might seem woo-woo, I want to try to bring it into layman's terms because something that I've really figured out about myself is that I am a translator. And what I like to do is I like to take these kind of higher deeper, almost like convoluted topics. And I like to bring them into real life. And that's why I named this podcast Navigating the Modern World is how can we really take some of these kind of like airy fairy topics, but then really, really approach our life with a skillfulness by using these amazing, beautiful tools that have honestly been passed down for hundreds and thousands of years. So let's talk about alchemy. So I'm just going to lay it out. I always like to define things because, um, I don't know, defining things seems like a skillful thing, especially for people that like things defined. Okay, so the definition in the dictionary is the medieval forerunner of chemistry based on the supposed transformation of matter. It was concerned particularly with the attempts to convert base materials into gold or to find a universal elixir. So alchemy is this idea that you can take one thing and actually transform it into another. And, you know, in, the transformation happens by placing tools or doing, you know, doing certain things to the, to the first base matter. And then as you do the things to the base matter, it then begins to transform. And to me, we are all alchemists. We are all performing alchemy literally all of the time. I would say the only thing is, is that people don't realize that they have the power to create alchemy, like I said, all the time. So the way that I want to talk about this today is is when hard or challenging things happen. 
and how you can actually take those hard and challenging things and you can begin to work alchemy on it. And I like to say that you can like you can work you can work with these challenging things that arise in life and you can actually transform them into beautiful, amazing, powerful things. And you know, this isn't airy fairy. This is, you know, I have done it with herpes. You know, a lot of people that have herpes, they they're living in this world of scarcity of, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me, a feeling dirty, a feeling um, stigmatized, a feeling like they're going to be rejected. And I get it because it's out there. That's what's out there. Or even divorce, right, for me. Like transforming my experience of going through this divorce and really allowing myself to go through it. Like when something transforms, when, when, when a base metal literally transforms into gold, it literally melts down completely. Like it literally completely breaks down from its first form and then it becomes something else. So it literally breaks completely down it completely becomes destroyed in order to become something else and a lot of times in life we we like we want it to look just so pretty we want it to look so good and clean and we want the outer world to think that we got all of our crap together and that life is going well and that we're doing great in our business and that we're great parents and we're in a great relationship like we love to put on this fake facade of everything's all good when what's really happening in the background is we're feeling lost or we're feeling sad or we're feeling whatever we're feeling, we're feeling chaos. And I want to say that actually how to be the alchemist is to be exactly where you are and to really trust that you are in actually a form of transformation you are in the transformational cycle of life because we all are we're all kind of going through this life and death cycles whether it's a life and death of our career of our children of our aging or of I mean maybe even a sickness or an illness like we're all going through some form of transformational life and death cycle And so I want to give you guys some tools for when things become challenging, how to begin kind of working alchemy on those things. So first off, when something challenging begins arising in your conscious awareness, so whatever it is, maybe you're at work and somebody's yelling at you, or maybe you and your partner get into a fight, or maybe... I don't know, you get in a car accident, or maybe you find out somebody in your life has passed. The very first thing to do anytime something challenging arises, is to simply label it as so. Like, this is painful. I'm experiencing suffering. I'm experiencing anger or frustration. And you can, you can even say it like this, anger has arisen. Sadness has arisen. Suffering is here. And by labeling it, you actually, um, 
you in some way acknowledge what's here, which then gives way for it to potentially become something else. A lot of times what we do is we just walk through life and we just kind of avoid even acknowledging what's really going on with us. We numb it with food or alcohol or, you know, we keep ourselves so busy we don't actually have to face that we're suffering. And by labeling it, you just simply are saying like, you two are welcome here. Yes, I'm suffering and you two are welcome here. I don't have to run from this. I see you, you're here. The next thing that you can begin to do to begin the alchemy process is to really notice three parts of what's arising. So let's say anger is here. Let's say somebody cuts you off in traffic and that's a challenging situation for you because you drive every day and what arises is anger. You can begin to investigate anger in three different ways. You can investigate it in the body. Okay, where in the body do I feel anger? Oh, I feel a tightness in my chest. My back tightens, my upper chest, my, you know, my upper back tightens, my upper chest tightens, and then like I'm clenching my jaw. Like you can begin to really get in touch with what is actually occurring in real time in your body. And then once you have gotten into just a deep reality of the facts of what's what you know what sensations are occurring in the body the body place you can then move up into the mind okay when i'm angry what do i begin to say to myself how dare they i can't believe that person don't they realize i'm in a rush oh i hate driving like what are you saying Like, what are the stories arising? What are the thoughts? What are the mental states that are present? And really, just noticing, observing. And I always suggest that when you begin observing things, whether the body sensations or the mental states, that you observe them with a deep kindness and respect. You observe just your life experience. And a lot of times how I can get that and how I can, you know, have people get in touch with that is if you have children and your child came to you and said, you know, mama, I'm angry. How would you sit with them? Or if one of your parents were on their deathbed and they said to you, I'm really angry. How would you sit with them? How would you observe or witness them? And that's what I want to suggest you do with yourself. You compassionately witness what's occurring in your present moment. So you can compassionately witness the sensations in the body like, ooh, my tummy is swirling and I'm feeling some sharpness near my heart and my jaw is tight. And then you go up to the mental, you know, what are the mental states? What are the thoughts and stories arising? The thoughts and stories like, you know, nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares about me. I'm unworthy. Why does this always happen to me? Why am I always late? Something's wrong with me. 
and you just begin noticing, you witness the what's here now. This is what's happening in the body. This is what's happening in the mind. And then the third phase is you begin to notice and watch what behavioral pattern do I want to play out? Maybe if you're driving, you want to yell or maybe you want to flip someone off. Or maybe if you're in a relationship, you completely cut yourself off and you um, distract or you shut down, you stop talking and you just same gently, you notice like, wow, I really want to shut down right now. Wow, I really want to yell at this person. Wow, I really want to go into the fridge and eat because I'm that uncomfortable. Wow, I can't wait until I get off work so I can drink beer. Right? You just very compassionately witness what's happening in the body, what ha- what's happening in the mental state, the mind, and then what you want to do in the outer world, how you want to react, what behavioral patterns do you want to play out. And by doing this, you in some way give space to what's happening. You, instead of it being that you are angry, you know, like like having it be at the tip of your nose where you can't really see it, you're just in reaction to whatever's occurring. We kind of like take that anger and we, we, you know, we put it like, I don't know, five inches away from your nose instead of right at the tip where you can't see it. It's like five inches out so you can begin to watch and witness it. Or maybe it's that you're really sad and, you know, we, we so often get taken over by strong emotions or challenges in our life because we so identify with them. They become who we are. Like, it's not like I'm going through a divorce and I get to witness it. Like, no, I'm a divorcee. It's happening to me. It's like we identify so strongly with the challenges happening in our life instead of just you know saying like okay a challenging thing is happening okay what's here okay anger's here okay what it's happening in my body what's happening in my mind and then what behavioral pattern am I really feeling tempted to play out or what behavioral pattern did I just play out And when we do that, it kind of takes it from the tip of our nose or, you know, and it it allows us to unidentify with it, to not make it so personal, to pull it slightly away so that we could really just look at it, observe it, watch kind of our automated autopilot living responses. We kind of become like the scientist of our life, right? We, we just begin to observe, witness, see what's happening. Instead of being so attached that, that this, you know, this person cut me off and how dare they, right? We, we do this thing where we don't really want to like deal with what's happening within us. We don't really want to deal with, you know, the fact that we feel like a failure because we're always late to work and rushing around. So we'll just blame the person out there. We don't really want to deal with that I'm feeling super insecure and super vulnerable. So I'm just going to say like, screw you. Like we don't need to date. It's okay. Like whatever, right? We, we very often will focus on our exterior world and push blame out here before we're willing, like truly willing 
to sit with the discomfort that arises right within us to truly look and like see like what does anger do to my body and my mind and then my behavior and i think it was gandhi you know gandhi said you know our thoughts create you know our body sensations and then the body sensations create our thoughts and then those two things create our behavior and our behavior creates our destiny how we're behaving in the world creates our destiny it really does we live in this cause and effect world we do something and there are consequences of it and when we act unskillfully or we're being reactionary or we um, continuously are just reacting to life instead of observing it and really pausing and seeing what's really going on you know, we very often live in the destiny of that. We live in kind of the destiny of that chaos, of that, of that mess, of that destruction. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yet, many people that hire me don't even realize it's happening. You know, um, there's this beautiful, beautiful quote, and I'm just going to read it to you because I... I think that it's so absolutely true. Um, and when I read it, it almost like struck me in a really intense way of like, wow, that is the absolute truth of what is occurring in our world right now. So the quote is this, the best adjusted person, the best adjusted person in our society is the person who is not dead and not alive, just numb like a zombie. When you are dead, you're not able to do the work of the society. And when you are fully alive, you are constantly saying no to the men, to many of the processes of society, the racism, the polluted environment, the nuclear threat, the arms race, drinking unsafe water and eating carcinogenic foods. Thus, it is in the interest of society to promote those things that take the edge off keep us busy with our fixes, and keep us slightly numbed out and zombie-like. In this way, our modern consumer society itself functions as an addict. Like we actually, when, when challenging things happen, we turn to addictive behavior instead of actually knowing and choosing, no, I can alchemize this. I can notice what's happening in my body. I can notice what's happening in my mind. I can notice the behavior I want to do. And inside of the noticing, a space is created where, and that's where the alchemy begins to work. It begins to, like, when you begin to see what's happening in your body and see what's happening in the mind and see what's happening in the outer world, like how you want to behave and act in the outer world, what begins to happen is you don't have to do those things or you don't have to identify with them. They don't have to mean the same thing they meant before. So if you have anxiety and you have this constant kind of fluttering in the chest, when before, before awareness, before bringing awareness to it, you know, you every time you had that feeling, you just knew you were anxious and then you played out anxious behavioral patterns and you had anxious thoughts but when you create space around it, what begins to happen is when the fluttering happens, you can just say like, oh, I'm having fluttering in my chest. 
oh, and I'm, I'm having, you know, thoughts about my career or thoughts about my relationship. And I can really see that I want to go and drink. And it begins to alchemize. Can you already feel it? Like I can feel it even in the speaking to it. It begins to transform your relationship with those things. Where those things have, you know, don't have you so chained or imprisoned. And that's what alchemy is about. Alchemy is about that we actually have the power to have something be occurring to us right now. And we get to filter it through our bodies and have it mean on the outside something else, like on the end. So like, it's the same, like you take this base thing. So this thing is happening. You take this base thing and then you, you know, you put it through this kind of process within yourself. And then at the end, it comes out as something new and something quite beautiful. Something new and something quite beautiful. And so this observation is really the first step. When you begin to see it, we take the chains off. And then what you can begin doing is you can begin, um, you know, asking yourself, like, what is this teaching me? What am I here learning? What is the gift of this? What are the benefits of this? We so often, because the mind is, you know, has a negative, a negative bias, and we're always looking for the things that might be going wrong, and we're trying to always find the problem so that we can find the solution, like that's what the mind is driven for. And we can actually begin um, carving new neural pathways by asking, like, what is the benefit of this? Like our brain automatically finds the, the kind of the drawback, the negatives to things. And we can begin asking ourselves, okay, also what is the benefit? Everything has benefits and drawbacks. Everything. Everything has benefits and drawbacks. I want to say it again. Everything has benefits and drawbacks. Not one single thing that you're going to go through in this life just has drawbacks, just has negative. It also has some benefits. Even if you're learning how you don't want to show up, or even if you're learning how you don't want to be, that is a huge benefit for your learning and for your life. And so we can begin carving new neural pathways by seeking out, like, what are the benefits? What are the positive? What, what's actually going on here? What, what am I here to learn? What can I take from this? How can I help? How can this help me keep my heart open? How can this help me learn to be more vulnerable and speak up? How can this help me trust and be honest? Like everything is that opportunity if we allow it to be. And that's the alchemy. The alchemy is first labeling, second really observing, third really asking, like what am I here learning? And then fourth, letting that transform you. Letting it bring you wisdom. So you start with something that's challenging, a challenging, you know, maybe problem or situation or interaction. And then you actually, through this process, you can begin, it's like filtering it through and at the end, you get this masterpiece. You get this beautiful thing that's that's actually having life before you, not happening to you. And I want to just really like suggest that you practice, you try it on. 
you try on every time a situation feels challenging that you really begin to notice you label it first and then you notice okay what's happening in my body what's happening in my mind what behavior am i wanting to act out okay inside of that okay great and then you ask yourself some really high level questions of you know what is this teaching me how is this cultivating me as the human being i want to be And you really let life work on you. We all have sharp edges. And as we bump up against things in life, the opportunity is is that it can soften our sharpness. It can help us break our hearts even more open to others and life and ourselves. And so if this or any other podcast has ever touched you and you want to share what has come up, you can write me on KimberlyCoaching.com. There's a connect with me page, contact me page. I would love to hear from you. I am so deeply honored and blessed that I get to do this podcast. Thank you for everyone who always shows up. Thank you for everyone listening. You are why I am here. Until next time.